Hi, and welcome to the Wise Healthy Bites podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Catherine. With a combined 27 years of experience as registered dietitians, we're here to share real-life nutrition tricks and lifestyle tips that we hope will inspire you to make healthful choices in the aisles of the supermarket and in life. This is episode number two, not your mama's meal planning. And on today's show, we're talking about how to embrace the type of meal planner you are, as well as tips to make meal planning easier. Hi, everyone. We're back with our second episode of the Wise Healthy Bites podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Um, So Beth, have you seen the meme going around social media lately? And I love this one. So who knew that the hardest part of being an adult is figuring out what to cook for dinner every single night for the rest of your life. I, I actually have seen that, <laughs> and I have to say that I laughed pretty hysterically the I know, first because time I saw so it. I know, because it's so true. <laughs> it really is. I mean, you think of all the responsibilities you have in as, uh, as an adult and th- that one simple thing of just coming I up know. with what you're eating, which is something we would all enjoy. You enjoy eating, right? right. So it should be a simple kind of decision. And, and but somehow uh, planning it seems tedious so (laughs) yeah so today we're going to tackle this topic on the episode i love it um and yeah thanks so much for tuning in before we begin um here on our second episode i do want to touch back to our first episode um which we aired um a couple weeks ago and we we talked then uh in deep kind of conversation about our five to thrive pillars so these are core principles that we really feel help to embody a healthy lifestyle make you feel well um and kind of touch on a couple different areas of life um so again those were nourish, move, be health-minded, connect, and renew. And we kind of challenged you all listeners to maybe check in, you know, see what resonated with you and maybe apply some of our strategies to working on that specific uh, pillar potentially in the last uh, two weeks here. Um, So hopefully if you've thought about it, hopefully you're making some progress. I know I've actually kind of um, revisited some of those different core principles myself. And I have to say the one that really has resonated with me most recently is connect. Mm. So it's kind of been a wild summer, right? And really busy. Um, So, you know, my family, we had lost touch with some really close friends of ours and just recently have reconvened with them and it's really just made a difference it's great to kind of be back with that core group spending time with the families the kids like all the chaos that comes with bringing like families together with children Um, but it's really been like uplifting and a great thing so hopefully if you've kind of tapped into something of those principles um, you know you're feeling uh, better as a result as well what about you Catherine um, okay I did I looked back so part of the move pillar is making no excuses to skip exercise and there was one day where I definitely wanted to skip the exercise, but I didn't. And I felt really good and really energized afterwards. And I was so glad I had gone instead of skipped. So you've just inspired me. I think I need to kind of pick up on that one, maybe for the next couple of weeks and just like reprioritize. um, Because yeah, it's really so easy just to skip some exercise, but you really really do. But because I do it with somebody else, that's what keeps me accountable. You practice what she's waiting. (laughs) Exactly. I love it. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's get into today's topic. So what do we mean by not your mama's meal planning? So basically, things are really different now than the way they're used to be. So according to a Washington Post article, 30 years ago, 75% of dinners that were eaten at home were cooked at home. So now less than 60% of dinners eaten at home were cooked at home. So basically, we are cooking less at home than we were in the past. We're looking for more convenience options. Um, So in turn, the way we plan our meals or what we're going to eat is different than it was in the past. 
And I know when I grew up, it was a very like meat and potatoes approach to meals most nights of the week. We sat down for dinner at 5.30 on the dot um, and ate dinner. And I know that I cook way less than my mom cooks. Um, so, I mean, it is. It's really different for me. What about you? Yeah, and I think, you know, you and I are kind of in a similar uh, generation that I feel like it was very consistent, the same, that right around 5.30, you know, yeah. and we really did gather around the table. And then it was like, I remember my mom calling us in from, like, out in the yard. We were all, like, kind oh. of convening within the neighborhood. Right. Like, the kids were outside. Mom was on the porch calling us in. And we were sitting around the table to have some kind of meal. Um, and it's interesting, too. I feel like now with folks kind of dining out so much more and they're right. ordering pizza or they're doing takeout. Out. I mean, at least for us, that was a treat. I mean, maybe on a Friday night we would go out to dinner or something and it wasn't anything elaborate or if it was a special occasion like a birthday or some right. other special reason. But now it's just such a commonplace kind of thing. That's Families true. don't really Yeah, we didn't go out to eat a lot as kids. Kind of feel around like dining out. So I think yeah. that's kind of an interesting shift too. But it, it c- does kind of tie back to just where, you know, everyone is. There's a lot to juggle. People are really, yeah. um, you know, pressured to complete all the tasks of the day and, and they're taking shortcuts wherever they yeah. can. And the family meal and meal planning is really suffering. Right, exactly. So we have come up with we've we've really and just buckle ma- up. These are so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> we really just made this up. There is no science behind any of this. But we came up with what we think are four types of meal planners out there. So we're going to explain and while we explain them and the characteristics of them, see which type of meal planner you would fit in with. Okay. Beth and I know which ones we are. Yeah. No, this is um, a lot of fun. Okay. So the first one we have is the template type meal planner. So every week you kind of go with the same theme every night. So Tuesdays are pasta night. Wednesdays are leftover night. Thursdays, you have breakfast for dinner. Fridays, you have pizza. So every week when you're thinking about what to eat for you or your family, you use that exact template all the time for every meal. Right. It's like kind of like a rotating schedule. Right. Like it makes you think of like a school lunch menu, for right. example. It's kind of like rotating, you know, every week to something d- different potentially inserted in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the template type um, is definitely that one option. I, I love this number two <laughs> one here. Um, so are you a planner-ish? Meaning you don't use a template, but you do actually sit down and give it some thought, um, you know, maybe the, the beginning of the week just to have a strategy. And so you plan two to three recipes to prepare eat throughout the week and then you kind of fill in the gaps with soup sandwiches mm-hmm. um, you know get maybe some leftovers uh, but you do generally have at least a loose idea so you're kind of planning to a point and you know you do have a plan um, and you do have those home-cooked meals happening and right. you are having uh, some good dinners at, at okay home. so type number three stocked for semi homemade so you have you keep your kitchen really stocked with good stuff that you know you can make meals out of so you don't really have to think about it um, when you get home you're like I know there's gonna be enough items there that I can put together a meal mm-hmm. what would you say some of your favorite like stocked for semi homemade examples oh, maybe good point okay so Curveball. I always keep <laughs> I know um, I always keep either like brown rice or quinoa or some sort of grain mm-hmm. I'm a big like bowl person I throw mm-hmm. together like bowls mm-hmm. so I start with like a grain then some sort of veggies mm-hmm. um, if I have chicken or something like that and mm-hmm. then I top it off with like soy sauce yeah. or like I throw everything in these bowls. It is really random, but... 
I think that's honestly why they're so popular too. Right. Like the concept yeah. of like the power bowl, grain bowl, you can really kind of throw in whatever you have, but it's a very wholesome, very yeah. satisfying, nutritious meal. Right. Um, you know that you can kind of incorporate. I, I agree with all of those 100. percent Always yeah. in my pantry. Beans are another one that are oh, always yeah. like you know available, ready to go. Even like frozen vegetables or veggie burgers. Yeah. There's always something in my freezer. Definitely. That I can pull together. Definitely. So stocked for semi homemade, and then this one too. I just I love this. <laughs> the winger. So basically, you have no idea. You wing it every night and maybe that means that you're going out for wings every night right. who knows um but you're so you're really kind of approaching um you know the meal or the the meal kind of planning process as day by day so you're probably one of those people that's grabbing food on the way home maybe you're dashing into the supermarket on your way home from work and trying to find something quick and easy um but you're really not sitting down and mapping yeah. out that meal plan like some of our other categories would be so uh, where do you fall kind of within yeah, our, so our range I here i am i am definitely a stocked for semi homemade so I'm not a big meal planner as a dietitian. I probably should be, but that, I feel like that's where the problem is. So, like, I always felt like I should be planning my meals. And then every week would go by and I didn't plan my meals. And I was like, I'm failing. <laughs> well, no, you're not. Like, <laughs> right. I'm just, I'm a stocked for semi-homemade type and that is how I plan my meals. What what are you? What are you? I feel like I know what you are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I know you always do give me such praise for like being more of like a I know. template like planner type. I honestly, I feel like I kind of cross like all of them. I'm almost like a little bit of a hybrid of a few of them. Um, I agree 100% stock for semi homemade, but the template type. I mean, I do generally like Monday might be a crock pot dinner. Yeah. Tuesday, you know, might be Taco Tuesday. You know, so you Wednesday, do like think about it in the beginning of the week. I do, okay. and I really, I, I do kind of like to stay on top of things. And to me, it's so funny, and I laugh when I even just think of this, I feel very satisfied when I have like a meal plan and my refrigerator is like stocked for the yeah. week. And I know it's like one less concern I have when I get home at the end of the right. day. Right. I can kind of breeze through that process and you know yeah. eat a good dinner and feel good and not be right. starving right before bed or, exactly. or what have you. Well, and that's the whole point of all of this is that everybody's different. So yep. identify which type of meal planner you are, embrace it and go from there. So like for me, I always thought I needed to be planning meals every day. I really don't need to be planning meals every day. Like I can still get healthy meals by just keeping the right things in the kitchen. Right. You know, so. and actually just even kind of refer back quickly to our five to thrive. I mean, so many of those pillars, we really feel like you kind of have to figure out where you are and then yeah. make it work for you. So this is the same kind of thing. Like any strategy for lifestyle habits and, and living well, you kind of have to figure out what works best in your own right. lifestyle. It's not cookie cutter, you know, to force something on yourself or others. It really doesn't work and right. you're not effective. Right. And so I think it's important to highlight, you know, why are, why is meal planning so important? Why do we feel like this is a worthy topic here for the podcast. Um, you know, but we really do feel like you eat better, you save money, you're saving time. Hopefully you're causing less stress within a very stressful, busy week as it is. Um, you know, and so having your list of meals for the beginning of the week, it just helps to, you know, minimize the times you're going to the grocery store um, and you just really are eating better and kind of doing better for yourself. Yeah. And I think the goal, which I love this, the goal is to avoid the panic of thinking, oh, what am I going to make for dinner every single day? Yeah. So when you're coming home from work or whatever your day has uh, included, you know, that's the last thing you want to be questioning more about like what delicious meal will I be enjoying because yeah. I have a, a plan in place. Yeah, very good. Very good point. So if you are somebody who does want to try to plan things out better, so we have a couple tips we want to share with me how we can make that happen. So two of them, our first two tips are, you know, one, check the calendar. So if you have a busy schedule, if you have kids that are, you know, 
off to activities and everything like that. Um, you know, what's going to work on what days? If you have a really busy night, maybe you're going to make a sandwich or a panini or something that's super quick. You know, don't plan an elaborate meal. So kind of see what your schedule looks like throughout the week. Plan the meals that you're going to have time to make so it's not kind of a rush. And then take inventory of what you have at home before you shop. Um, You know, sometimes you're like, oh, my gosh, that was tucked back in the pantry. I really didn't need to buy another one. Mm -hmm. Um, So see what you have. And then you're only getting, you know, just what you need at the store. Exactly. No, I think that's a smart tip because it really does help to cut back on food waste. And, you know, it may actually shorten your overall shopping trip because you had a lot of the things you had available already in your own kitchen. And you don't have to spend that much time at the store. But, yeah, I think checking the calendar is such a, a, a good recommendation. The last thing you want to do is plan to make a a stew that might take 90 minutes to prepare when you get home at 7 o'clock at night after your child has been playing a sport and then you're really kind of in a pinch. Um, So, yeah, I think another one would be really to use tried and true recipes. We all probably have these, um, you know, in mind. For me, it's something like tacos or maybe frozen ravioli and, you know, some frozen vegetables and, you know, easy, quick, throw together types of of meal solutions. Um, But have these these ideas available and easy um, to access in your in your mind and kind of within your plan versus trying a new elaborate recipe or maybe if you want to get creative try to reserve those for when you have a little bit more time um, maybe on a day off you know on the weekend or something so that you don't feel so pressured and and so forth and so time doesn't get away from you so I think um, you know really kind of working within your restrictions and challenges during the week of of time being probably the biggest thing um, you know and just sticking with some of the basics and you know something as simple as grilled chicken vegetables and rice that takes no time at all right so stick with those easy things and and um, you'll save a lot of time. Right. And I do think, you know, when you are trying a new recipe, especially with a family, um, pair that up with like a family favorite. So in case, the, you know, the new dish doesn't go over super well, there'll be something there that you know that they're going to love, especially if it's kids. You know, sometimes trying new things is a hard thing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so pair it up with something that they really love. And then you know that they'll eat something yeah. within that meal. No, that's a great um, suggestion. Or even a way to kind of have a new, like a tried and true recipe is change like one spice or one something to change the flavor in it um, and then it might be like a little bit new. Yeah, I so. think that's a good tip. And especially yeah, for picky eaters, you know, right. keeping something familiar can really do them yeah. some good for yeah. sure. So another one, um, cook once, eat twice. I know, Beth, you love this one because you love the leftovers, but I do too. Like, you know, make a double batch of something, put it half in the freezer and then you have something, you kind of have that backup plan for mm-hmm. one night if a recipe doesn't work out or you get stuck at work for longer or something like that um, you have a backup plan or I know a lot of people ask us questions about cooking for one or two so cut a recipe in half mm-hmm. you know and make that so you're not stuck with too many leftovers exactly and I think choosing the recipes to, to know like what will freeze well and what won't and right. we can actually share some of those recommendations on our Facebook page um, you know our Facebook group after the fact just to you know remind you some different things because not everything will freeze well and right, hold up. Very true. So soups and stews this time of year, you know, are, are great, um, you know, but that could be a good recommendation. And I do want to just mention one more because um, I think it's important to also try to consider meals that might use a similar ingredient throughout oh, the week. that's a good so one. So if you do like pulled chicken or roasted chicken, you know, maybe incorporate that for one, like Monday night it's tacos, Wednesday it's uh, enchiladas, you know, Thursday you're making a chicken salad and you've used it all up and it was that cook once and then eat multiple times right. kind of process. Because well, um, sometimes so you, good, you buy something and you use it for a recipe and then you're like what am I going to do with all this leftover stuff right. like sometimes it's hard to figure out what to do with yeah. that so, so yeah, it just kind of extends the ingredient and it, you know does help to save money and cut back yeah. food waste and all those important things as yeah. well so really I think what you need to think about meal planning as a new skill 
that you have to practice just like anything new in your life. You know, not everything new. You can just pick up and be great at it. So think of it as something new. Um, And some people think that meal planning is going to be really boring. And to you, it really might be really boring. But we think that the payoff in the end is going to be worth it. You're going to have meals ready for the whole week. Avoid that stress of what am I going to cook tonight? Um, And just work on making a habit. Before you know it, it's going to be second nature. Um, But again, make sure that how you plan your meals out is a way that fits into your lifestyle. So um, Beth, what's our takeaway tip for today? Yeah, so we definitely covered a lot, but I think what it boils down to is really to, one, identify what type of meal planner you are. So we reviewed those earlier. So are you a template type, the planner-ish, stocked for semi-homemade, or the winger? So kind of put yourself within one of those buckets, embrace it, and then come up with how to enhance what you're already doing, knowing kind of like that area of meal planning that you kind of fall into. Yeah. And we're definitely going to share... I think we have a ton of great healthy bites recipes that we have grown to, to love, love over the years. Yes. Um, so we're actually going to share some of our, our favorite breakfast, lunches, and dinners in our Facebook group. So to access that, make sure to go to the Wise Markets Facebook page, click groups, Wise Healthy Bites, Nourish Your Life Facebook group is there. Um, you know, send us a message, um, you know, and we'll definitely in- invite you into that group. And then you can share some of these different yeah. links and, and recipe ideas. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Um, as a reminder, new episodes come out every other Tuesday um, in the meantime, you can get in touch with us by joining the Wise Dietitians Facebook group. Simply search for Wise Healthy Bites on Facebook, or you can email us at wisedietitians at wisemarkets.com. The information shared in this podcast is intended for education only and is not intended to be a substitute for a medical diagnosis or treatment. The Wise Markets Healthy Bites podcast is owned and distributed by Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Any rebroadcast or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation is strictly prohibited. Please click subscribe so you won't miss a single episode.